In the last podcast, we learned that you only need three things for a behavior to become a habit. One is the reliable prompt, something to cue your brain to activate the habit. Two is repetition. Without repetition, the brain will not lock in the prompt A to behavior B association for a behavior to become a habit. And third, reward, ensuring your brain has some kind of dopamine boost. Now, if it only takes three things for a habit to form, then why do so many people fail at keeping up with their New Year resolution to engage in some kind of habit? Well, today's podcast will focus on three factors, and the next podcast will focus on three additional factors. The first thing is they focus too much on motivation. Have you experienced this? It's New Year's Eve, and you reflect upon your year and realize you didn't reach some of your goals again. So because it's New Year's Eve, you're super pumped to really, finally, for the last freaking time, get your act together and try really, really hard. You start off January really strong, doing your new habit daily. You're finally killing it. But then February hits and work gets busier again. Your health was a bit better during the holidays, but now with the resumed life stressors, you don't feel well again. Some unexpected social and familial obligations then crops up. You feel overwhelmed and a lot that is going on. So it's hard to motivate yourself to do the habits you intended to do and you stop. It is easy to dream up your ideal self, ideal life, ideal time to do everything you want to do in life when you start a New Year's resolution. Motivation to change is almost at maximum at this time for many people. However, motivation is a fickle friend slash fen. Fiend? Fen? <laughs> she goes up and down depending on many things. For example, motivation tends to be higher in the mornings and lower in the evenings, and higher in the beginning of the week and lower by the end of the week, and similarly high in the beginning of the year, and could be lower as the year progresses. So trying to keep a consistent habit by relying on something that is not consistent, like motivation, is a sure way to not be able to perform the behavior repetitively enough so that it becomes a true unconscious habit. The second thing is, they make the habit too hard for themselves. A lot of my clients are high achievers who want to go after big goals, want to create big impact, and do all the things. Lofty goals are not the problem. The problem is that some of the things they expect to do daily to make something become a habit are too hard. What do I mean by too hard? Let's use a fictional example with Micah. So Micah works from home. She wants to start her exercise regime again and be able to do the full 30 minutes of her workout routine. She's exercised before, so it's not like the exercises she wants to do are too hard for her to accomplish. However, what becomes too hard is when she has to do 30 minutes of her exercises daily when her life is changing too much. Micah has health problems where she has pains that just show up on seemingly random days and she can barely work. Micah has young children at home 
who demand her attention at random times throughout the day. Michael also is looking for a new job and she will get interview scheduled on random days. So every time Micah feels like she's gotten her schedule and routine under control, so she can perfectly fit in her 30 minutes of exercise routine, some life curveball gets thrown her way and she can't do 30 minutes, let alone even start. What's too hard for Micah is to commit to doing 30 minutes of exercise daily, no matter her life circumstance. It is too hard if you cannot do the behavior that you're most tired, sickest, laziest, and busiest self um, is happening that day and you can't do it. The key to consistency in habit formation is to make sure it is executed daily so that it has to be easy enough to actually be done daily. Ambitious people who are into self-improvement tend to find it hard to make something simpler but more consistent. They tend to shoot too high and crash too quickly because the effort it takes to execute is not sustainable. Third, they don't design their environment. We underestimate how much our environmental context has an impact on us. It can hinder our progress in terms of habits, or we can harness its power for our benefit. Research by psychologists Drs. Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman, the latter who has won a Nobel, Peace, a Nobel Prize in economics, have shown that as humans, we have two systems of thinking, namely System 1 and System 2. System 1 operates automatically and quickly, with little or no effort and no sense of voluntary control. System 2 is slower, more deliberate, logical, effortful, and conscious, and is often associated with the experience of agency and choice. You can read more um, about this in uh, Kahneman's book called Thinking Fast and Slow. Most of the time, our brain actually operates with system one to be efficient. Imagine you had to literally make a conscious decision on everything, such as when you walk, having to focus on your left foot, then right foot, then left foot, Anyone who has been in a major accident and has gone through rehab programs who know the agony of really focusing on a normal daily activity that now require tons of efforts such as walking. So the pro of system one is for our brain to be more efficient, but the con is that especially when we are lazy, tired, or distracted, it is also the default mode of operation and it will choose the path of least resistance. For example, when you're super hungry and tired at the end of the day, if a candy bar is within our line of sight and within reach, whereas a fruit is out of sight in the fridge, it is easier for your brain to reach for the candy bar than take that extra step to get the fruit out of the fridge. Because of this tendency, unless you work on becoming your own choice architect, you, um, this is the person who creates an environment to help influence their decisions for the better, you may keep falling back to making unwanted behaviors and decisions that goes against the habit that you are trying to form. What are the three additional factors that stop people from being successful with their habits? Find out in the next podcast. Now, as you can see, humans are complex beasts, and these are just some of the many factors that can hinder someone's success of forming or stopping habits to make their lives happier, healthier, and more successful. 
And this is why not everyone who reads a book about habits or attends an online group challenge on habits crack the code. And because of these reasons, I found that there is a need to customize the habit coaching experience so that it is tailored to each individual, their life, and their unique flavor of struggle. Thus, I created my habit coaching program, Unlock the Habit Code, learn how to make and break any habit you ever want in your life for the rest of your life. Also, as a PhD practitioner in psychology, I also make sure the techniques used to help my clients is scientifically backed and application-based. For more information about this program and to apply, head over to drpilon.com forward slash unlock the habit code. On to today's action. Last week's action was to think about a goal you want to achieve and some habits that can help you get there. Today's action builds on those actions. First, you want to make your habits super easy. One way to get around the motivation and difficulty levels of habits is to make your habit as tiny as possible. Imagine yourself at your laziest, busiest, most stressed out, drunk, or sleep deprived self. Under that circumstance, what is the minimum action you can do as part of your habit? For example, if your habit is to write one blog post daily, your tiniest version of this habit could be to write one sentence. Heck, even on harder days, it may be to just open the laptop to the blank page where you actually usually write your blog. There's no judgment here of how tiny the behavior is as long as you can do it daily, especially on days you are your laziest, busiest, most stressed out, drunk, and sleep deprived self. The goal here isn't to only do the tiniest version all the time. It's about the bare minimum you can do to keep your repetition of habits going even on days you are barely functioning. Be realistic with yourself. The second thing you can do is design your environment. On a day that you have extra time and energy and resource, take the time and effort to design your environment to make the habit you want to do easier or the habit you want to stop harder. For example, if you want to do more yoga, you may want to research the best yoga mat and buy multiple mats to put in every room in your house. If you want to stop eating junk food, you may want to move all the candles into the back of your cabinets or into your highest cabinets, or throw them all out at once. As usual, share your tiny habit and or environmental design with me, your friends, your family, or accountability partner. Now, if you struggle with starting or stopping habits, again, check out my new habit coaching program because uh, I'm still accepting new coaches today. A little bit more about the program. If any of this sounds like you, um, I'm not great at building habits. I don't have enough discipline to sustain habits. I already have too many obligations on my plate to work on a new habit. Life is too inconsistent to form steady habits. These are actual quotes and the, from the beliefs that my coaching clients have come with. And in my new habit coaching program, Unlock the Habit Code, Learn How to Make and Break Any Habit You Ever Want in Your Life for the Rest of Your Life, you won't just learn the meta skills of habit formation, you will also learn a new mindset to bring with you for any habits going forward. By the end of the program, here's what some of the coaches had to say. 
I feel equipped now to design new habit, troubleshoot when I do not adhere to the process, and redesign the elements of the process. I've learned to strategically lower short-term expectations to build toward long-term success. I have reframed my thinking and understanding about how to form new habits. For me, it was almost effortless once I removed the old paradigm. I learned how to start small and build on successes. This was eye-opening and made the process so much more fun. Going forward, I am forever equipped with a solid, dependable process for habit building and a mindful approach to my greater sense of purpose. So my habit coaching program is um, by application only with very limited spots. For more information and to apply to see if the program is right for you, head over to drpilon.com forward slash unlock the habit code. Application closes in one week on September 30th at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. And the program starts the first week of October and ends mid-December 2020. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it to someone you may get value out of. If you were shared this podcast, consider subscribing so you can receive it each Wednesday for free. And I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you love a topic, don't like a topic, want to hear about a certain topic. I'm all about learning from others and connecting. You can reach me via email at pylin at drpylin.com or my Instagram is at drpylincoach. Until next time, Transcenders.